بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده وصلى الله وسلم على من لا نبي بعده وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم My beloved brothers, my dearest sisters We heard a beautiful melodious recital of our Imam from Morocco and the other Imam from Burkina Faso If you are unaware, those are the nationalities But the book of Allah is the same whether they are in Burkina Faso or in Morocco or in South Africa or in Zimbabwe or anywhere else in the world. The word of Allah is unique and it is amazing. You may not be able to communicate with one another, but you will immediately know that this is a recital of the Quran. And if there is a mistake in the recitation of the Imam, many of those behind the Imam would pick it up instantly. That's a miracle of the Quran. إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ We have revealed this revelation and we shall protect it, we shall look after it. There are so many ways of looking after the Qur'an. I want to highlight one before I continue. Every one of you has contributed towards the protection of the Quran by the will of Allah. Do you not know a small portion of the Quran off by heart? The answer is yes. If you know a small portion of the Quran off by heart, even if it is Surah Al-Fatiha and the opening Surah of the Quran, even if it is two or three other short Surahs, thank Allah you have been used to, congr to, to protect and to preserve this great book by the will and divine mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reason is, many people ask, why is it that when I have to pray the five daily prayers, it must be in Arabic? Well, if it was in any other language, perhaps we may have lost the authenticity of this book, subhanallah. Allah says, don't adjust the book in order to suit you, but adjust yourself in order to suit the book, subhanallah. May Allah make it easy. This does not mean we are not allowed to supplicate or make dua in another language. You can supplicate in any language you want. But when it comes to the recital in the five daily prayers, that must be in the Arabic language as per the instruction of Allah Almighty. May Allah Almighty make it easy. This evening, we heard verses regarding the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Verses one after the other where Allah says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ From his signs. He wants you to think about his signs. He wants you to look into them, to ponder over them. In fact, he says in many places in the Quran, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِأُلِنُّهَا إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ When he says certain things, he says, in this there are signs, but not just for anyone and everyone, for those with intellect, for those with sound intellect, those with knowledge or those who would like to achieve guidance and so on. Are we going to be from among those who ponder over the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Well, he says, one of the primary signs of Allah, let's listen to the verse. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ تُرَابٍ ثُمَّ إِذَا أَنْتُمْ بَشَرٌ تَنْتَشِرُونَ From the signs of Allah Almighty is that He created you from turab, from dust. All of you 
are from the same source. And then he caused you, he caused you to disperse all over the world, everywhere. But if you ponder over his signs, you are from one source. I remember speaking to a man who said, I don't believe I come from Adam. I don't believe I come from Eve, meaning Hawa, may peace be on them. We believe that we are from Adam and Eve. A man tells me, I don't believe we are from Adam. I said, well, where do you believe you are from? He says, well, we just came about. I said, well, I want to tell you, if you believe you came about, according to you, everyone else is from the same source. That much he had to agree. He had to agree that even if they say that we don't believe that we are from Adam, they would still believe we are from somewhere which is exactly the same source. And on top of that, they would acknowledge that we are reproducing between us. How come if one person, this is something amazing, if one person came out naturally from somewhere and suddenly appeared, why did that not happen three or four times? How come it only happened once? Surely if that was nature that caused it, nature would cause it a few more times. But it hasn't. It goes to show there is something flawed about it. We come from Adam, my brothers and sisters. Allah says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا From the signs of Allah is that He created for you from amongst you, your spouses, in order that you achieve comfort from them. And He has Immediately, as soon as you get married, Allah says, there is a special mawadda and rahma that he puts. There is a special love and mercy between you that he puts. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he speaks about something unique in these same verses. And that is the issue of the, vari the variations in languages. And the variations in you as people. Why did he do that? Why did Allah create the races? Why did Allah create the different types of people who speak different languages from different cultures and different languages from different parts of the world, different dialects of the same language? Why did Allah do that? Do you know the reason? The true reason is in order that you become acquainted with one another. That's why in another verse in Surah Al-Hujurat, Allah Almighty says, وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلَ لِتَعَارَفُوا We have created you into various tribes and peoples in order that you get to know one another, acquainted with one another. Today, we have a disaster. What is the disaster? It is an issue we need to speak about that we face whether we like it or not. Racism. Where people look at you and your complexion or we look at others and their color, their complexion and immediately we judge them and we believe that they are on a certain level, higher or lower based on the skin color. That is so backward and so unacceptable in the eyes of Allah. Allah says you are from one source. That's what we're talking about this evening. You come from Adam, you come from Eve, you are one major massive family and indeed you have been split all over the world, but that does not make you any better than the other. That's why Allah says, 
indeed the most honored in the eyes of Allah from amongst you are those who are the closest in relationship with Allah. Nothing to do with your wealth, nothing to do with your color, nothing to do with the language you speak, nothing to do with your race, nothing to do with your nationality, nothing to do with anything else, your height or how short you are, nothing to do with how beautiful or handsome you are, nothing to do with all of that. How is your relationship with Allah? The closer the relationship, the more honored in the eyes of Allah you shall be. And how do I? develop this relationship with Allah. Two important factors. We will always speak about these two things. Don't ever forget them. Number one, your worship of Allah needs to be in order. Number two, your respect of the rest of the creatures of Allah needs to be in order. Those are the two things. One is known as Hukukullah the rights of Allah. Allah asked me to do five salah, I will do them. Allah asked me to worship him alone, I will do that. Allah asked me to declare my shahada and believe in and work towards it, I will do that. Allah asked me to fast in Ramadan, I will do it. Allah asked me to give charity, I will do it. Allah asked me to do so many things, to go for hajj if I can. May Allah make it easy for all of us, I will do it. Whatever Allah has asked me to stay away from, I stay away from halal and haram. I know the difference between the two. And whatever Allah has asked me to do, I will do it. That is the right of Allah Almighty. But there is a right. Even from among some of those, if they are connected to other human beings. For example, if you look at zakat, you know, the charity you're going to give to the poor. It's connected to both. On one hand, it's wealth you are giving for the sake of Allah. I'm fulfilling the right of Allah. But the poor man also has a right. So I'm going to give from my wealth to a poor person, respecting him because without him, I would not have been able to engage in a pillar of Islam. Imagine, don't you respect the house of Allah? Don't you respect when you come into the masjid, Allah Almighty tells you to dress in a certain way, to dress beautifully and so on. Ya Bani Adam, inda kulli masjid. Oh, children of Adam, Adorn yourselves when you come to the masjid, wear nice, decent, beautiful clothing as you come to the house of Allah. It's a pillar of Islam that you are coming to fulfill. Enjoy it. This evening, we took our time. Did you notice? Recital. Those of you who are not used to. Alhamdulillah, we enjoyed it. You are supposed to enjoy it. The term taraweeh has in it raha. Raha means, hey, I'm supposed to be relaxed. Calm. Not that I'm on edge and I'm standing and wondering, this guy's taking too long. This guy's actually reading a bit. This guy's, relax, calm down, take it easy. It's a voluntary prayer. Enjoy your connection with Allah. I want to tell you in the same way we respect the house of Allah. More than that, we should be respecting one another. And we respect those who are poor because through them, Allah has allowed us to fulfill one of the great pillars of Islam known as zakat. There will come a time close to Qiyamah, according to one narration, that wealth will be everywhere and you won't find a poor person to give a charity. Imagine what will happen. When I was sitting a few years ago and talking about it, some of the youngsters came to me and said, hey, make dua, the time comes quick, man. We need some money, man. You know, subhanAllah. He said, are you sure that's going to happen? People are going to be rich. I said, everyone's going to be rich. When is that coming? That is a disaster because Wallahu faddala ba'dakum ala ba'din Allah says he has given virtue and favor to some above others in wealth. And you know what it's for? To test you. Does it make you arrogant? Do you think now you're a big deal? Do you respect the other people? When you give, do you give with humility and respect? Or do you give and you still have a chip on your shoulder? Change that. 
change that. Because I tell you, all of this is connected. The racism one hand, and this pride on the other hand, and the issue of maltreatment of those who are perhaps on a lower financial level than you, that should not be. In Islam, we are equal. We're all equal. The people are similar as the teeth of a comb. I know some of the muhaddithin have spoken about the hadith, but I want to just draw it as an example to say, we are equal. We have access to Allah. Talk to people no matter who they are. Give them a face that is filled with a beautiful expression and Allah will give you paradise. And why? Let me explain why. Who is your Lord? Is it not Allah? Who made you? Is it not Allah? Are you not trying to please Allah? Well, if you want to please Allah, that same Allah has made other creatures that are dear to him as well. He put them on earth with you at the same time, not for nothing. If you really love Allah and you believe in Allah and you really believe that you are going to go back to Allah, you would treat with respect every other thing that the same Allah has created. And that's when you become close to Allah. How can I be close to you and something dear to you is not dear to me? Then I'm not close to you. When you're dear to someone, whatever is dear to them is dear to you because that's it. Mashallah. If you love someone, everything they love or is connected to them, you love it, you respect it. That is the relationship with Allah. We are entering almost, inshallah, the last 10 nights of Ramadan. I ask Allah Almighty to help us to change in a beautiful way. We need the ummah to come together. We need to respect each other. That does not mean we are going to think the same. It's impossible to think the same. We will have differences of opinion. We may differ sometimes strongly in certain matters. It does not mean I don't love you and I don't care for you. And it does not mean I would not stand up to defend you wherever you were being attacked unjustly or if someone were to physically harm you, I would get up and make sure that I put my life at risk in order to save you. Because the Quran says, وَمَنْ أَحْيَاهَا فَكَأَنَّمَا أَحْيَا النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا Whoever saves one soul is equivalent to having saved entire humanity. For that reason, I'm going to strive. So when we look at each other, my brothers, my sisters, Look at each other with an eye of love bearing Allah in mind. You're not trying to please Allah? Yes, I am. Well, then here's a little child walking up. Subhanallah. This is an innocent child coming and probably will come to sit somewhere here. Let's watch and see. But I want to tell you something. As the child comes up, there are different ways we could react. And if we were to react, we either look at the child with the eye of love. And mashallah, it's, it looks like the child is the child of our Imam. Alhamdulillah. And such a beautiful child, may Allah bless. Some people would get agitated, irritated and make a big noise and a scene about it as though there was no end to it. That's because there's something wrong with you and your heart and your eyes. Children are just children. I wouldn't be surprised if they screamed and yelled, subhanallah. Look at them with the eye of love. At the time of the Prophet ﷺ, he used to shorten his prayer sometimes when there was noise of children in the background. And nowadays you have masjids that say no children allowed. You seen that? Subhanallah, no children allowed. Yes, if sometimes there is an irritation and the masjid might be very small and people are not taking care of their children screaming, 
and so on. Because it doesn't mean, I said this, I think, yesterday. Yesterday, I said it somewhere else. I was in Medina Munawwara yesterday. And I remember saying that if, for example, the child is crying, it does not mean, mashallah, if you are the mother or the father, do something about it because it doesn't mean now that the Prophet said, you know what, let him cry, it's okay, let him cry. In fact, pinch him a bit more, let him scream a little bit, Thus, the Imam will slow, will at least, you know, finish his salah. No, no. Do not take advantage of the rules, but at the same time, enjoy it. Look at each other with love. That's my child, it could be yours. Empower them, give them a greeting. The Prophet ﷺ used to spend a moment to greet the children. Do you know why? He made from them men who led the ummah. That's what happened. You look at the child and you tell yourself, this child tomorrow is going to be something. Why? We all gave importance to the child. But the minute you say, hey, get out and so on. You belittle them. They have no, they, they subhanallah, they begin to worry about themselves and about you. And they start shaking. Who's going to lead the ummah here? Are you really concerned about the future and the ummah and humanity at large? Look at the globe. People say there's hopelessness. There's so much negativity. There's so much of problem. There's disease. We agree, but there is hope in Allah. There is hope in Allah. Are we not in the masjid? Has Allah not chosen us to come here and put our heads on the ground for his sake? Wallahi, my brothers, my sisters, if you have come in or if you have put your head on the ground for the sake of Allah, it is only by the acceptance of Allah that you have done that. It's not anything else. When Allah wants you to come, you will come. I promise you, if Allah does not want you, you are no way going to come. There is no chance. No chance. That's why we say make an effort. Make an effort and thank Allah that he accepted your effort. When Allah is obeyed, He is obeyed by His permission. When Allah is disobeyed, He is disobeyed by His knowledge. Allah knows you disobeyed. And when you obeyed, Allah allowed you to do it. MashaAllah. May Allah Almighty grant us goodness. I have absolutely loved this evening. We are here in this beautiful Nizam Masjid in Midrand. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant acceptance to this wonderful place. And subhanAllah, the number of brothers and sisters who have come here this evening is indeed sign that the Ummah is alive. I tell you why. We are going to start the last 10 nights inshaAllah more seriously than we took the first 20 by the will of Allah. This may be our last Ramadan. Is something going to change in you, my brothers and sisters, as we walk out of this masjid, ponder over what we said today, the issue of racism. Don't ever look at someone who's a different complexion or color and think to yourself, that person is low in any way, shape or form, because then you have just dropped yourself lower than them. It is something we need to think about. Respect people, talk to them, greet them, offer them, Something that Allah has given you and Allah Almighty will bless you in a million and one ways. May Allah Almighty grant us goodness and may Allah Almighty accept all our fasting and all our standing in Salah. And may Allah Almighty use us to bring the Ummah together and to respect one another even with our differences. And may Allah Almighty grant us the best of this world and the next. Aqulu qawli hadha wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi subhanakallahum wa bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu